Are you wondering exactly what you need to do to consistently eat healthier? Do you struggle to change your food habits in a sustainable way? Are you fed up with not being able to follow your diet plan again? Today, I'm sharing my top nutrition tips, and the best part is they have nothing to do with what's on the menu this week. While making changes to your eating may not be easy, it is possible. Food freedom can totally be a part of your future when you let go of these three things so you can confidently make your best eating choices. Go grab a notebook, pen, and your Bible, and let's dive into what's really holding you back from eating healthy consistently. Hey, sweet mama, welcome to Healthy and Empowered Living. Do you want to consistently make your healthiest choices so you can finally get to a weight you love? Do you find yourself up late at night searching recipes for healthier family meals or motivation to work out? Do you wake up with big, ambitious goals only to feel frustrated that you can't follow through or guilty that it's taking away precious time from your kids again? Hey, I'm Lauren. I too was a mom who wanted to lose weight. I too worried that my health was taking up too much of my time and energy and wished that I could finally let go of the number on the scale and have a healthy relationship with food and exercise. I wanted confidence and freedom to love my body and food and have more energy for the things that really mattered to me. But I kept telling myself that I'd never had the discipline to consistently make healthy choices and that I'd just keep falling off the wagon until I found a little secret that helped me get to and stay at a weight I love. In this podcast, you will find all the motivation and quick tips you need to live healthy consistently through mindful eating, fitness made simple, and mindset transformation so that you will live in true confidence at a weight you love and as the mama God created you to be. So pop in those earbuds, grab your healthy snack, and let's do this. So I wanted to dive right in today, but before I do, I actually want to share briefly what inspired this episode. I've just been thinking a lot lately about how hard it is to live healthy, how hard it is to actually do the things you know you need to do to become your healthiest self. Like, you can know what you need to do, but actually following through and doing it, let alone doing it consistently, is really stinking hard, right? Anyways, that led me to think about how much there is in this world that's getting in the way, that's holding you back, that's slowing you down or tempting you to go astray. And I've made this analogy before, I think, but our spiritual lives and our walk with God kind of mirrors our health journey in a way. You know, we're called to walk with God in this life, but we're also told that there is an enemy out there who is using a lot of things to distract us, to detour us, to keep us down when God is calling us up. And through the Bible, we're given tools to fight with and armor to protect us on this journey. But it's the same in our health journey. There's so much in this world vying for our energy and attention, so much distracting us and giving us false information and causing us to mess up and then shame ourselves when we do that. It makes it really hard to live healthy. And I'm not even talking spiritually, like culturally, the food, the busyness, the habits we've picked up because of those around us. Anyways, then I got to thinking about how we truly have to make a decision to let some things go if we want to live a healthy lifestyle even when it's hard or it's against the cultural influences we have around us. And that's where these three things came from that I'm sharing today. And I'm sure there's many more that we'll probably come up with as you listen, but we're going to dive into those and hopefully you will be able to pick up some tools that you can fight with and some armor to protect you against um, the distractions of this world that are keeping you from being able to live your healthiest life. So, The first one is using food to process or avoid processing your emotions. So I've said this before, but food will never actually satisfy your emotional need. So I encourage you to learn how to process and manage your emotions in a healthy way that doesn't require food. For more on this, you can actually go back and listen to episode 45 called um, Think You Might Be an Emotional Eater. 
um, where I interviewed Jessica Hoddle and we dug into all things emotional eating and what to do about it. But there's another thing that I want to talk about when it comes to this one as well, is that often there are just habits that we have in regards to eating certain foods and especially eating certain foods within the context of certain emotions. And habits take time to overcome and they take effort to change. That's just the reality. But some examples for you to be thinking about, like rewarding yourself with dessert after eating a healthy meal, enjoying an afternoon or evening snack when you finally get some space away from your kids, grabbing that extra caffeinated beverage in those moments when you just need to put your head down and get that thing done, or even the habits of needing to pair certain foods like chips and sandwiches or garlic bread with your spaghetti, because that's all you've always done and there's some like nostalgia there that just takes you back to the good times in the past or something like that. So to be clear, I'm not saying that any of those things are bad by themselves, but done consistently and when combined with other not as healthy decisions, they probably won't result in the physical health you're wanting. (laughs) What I'm saying is that if you never bother to look deeper at why you're making these not as healthy decisions consistently, you may never realize the emotions and the habits behind them. Let me share from my own story. See, when my kids were younger and still napping and I was home with them, I would find myself snacking all afternoon while they napped. I knew that I didn't actually need the food, but I couldn't help it. It was a habit. And simply saying I didn't want to do it anymore didn't help me change. Two things did need to happen, though. I had to come to the realization that I was feeling emotions during that nap time, whether loneliness, boredom, and in those emotions, I was eating to help soothe myself. But Coming to that realization alone didn't make me stop. Addressing the habit and changing that was the second part that I needed. Knowing what was really going on and understanding that my current action wasn't solving my problem and retraining myself to make different choices to process what really was going on did help me. So if you're finding yourself making repetitive choices out of habit related to your emotions or an emotional situation, dig deeper and then work to change those habits around your choices. So going back to my story, I was always sitting down to watch TV and zone out during my kids' nap time, which is why I found myself eating. I slowly began to retrain myself to not go straight to the TV, but rather do something else productive and purposeful during that time. And in taking care of the need for TV habit, I also took care of my afternoon snacking habit. It took time though, and it was a process. It didn't change overnight. But start with simply recognizing the eating habit and naming the emotion associated with it. And then you can choose one step to begin changing your habit around what's going on in that emotional state. Hopefully that makes sense. So number two, and the second thing you might need to let go of in order to consistently eat healthy is cultural norms around social eating, aka stop thinking that you have to eat at every social gathering because the truth is you don't. (laughs) But again, this is a habit thing and it takes it one step further because it involves influencing other people. But this is a big one that my clients run into as something holding them back. When you begin to shift your thinking around social eating, you can begin to put yourself in better situations to make your best eating choices consistently. Because the reality is that you can say you're going to just order a salad at that restaurant, but will that really happen every time? Probably not. And you can tell yourself that you won't eat the food at that friend hangout that you're going to, but will that really happen? Probably not. So my challenge to you is to think about how you can put yourself in situations where you're able to consistently make your best eating choices. If your friends want to go to dinner, maybe suggest a walk in the park like later in the evening instead, 
or even have them over to your house for dinner. If you're having a game night with your small group, you don't have to have snacks. Celebrating kids' good grades or family visiting from out of town or even a birthday, you don't have to eat out every single time. Now, I'm not saying that you can never eat out. (laughs) I'm saying that when it comes to learning to make your healthiest decisions more consistently, you're probably going to have to look a little further into the social, social eating situations you're putting yourself in in order to help support the lifestyle, the healthy lifestyle that you are wanting to create for yourself. Now, eating healthy isn't really culturally normal yet, and there is a lot that is pulling us toward making not so healthy decisions. So I guess my point is that your decision to choose a salad at a restaurant with the most delicious hamburger and fries in town on the menu can and should start before you even get there. Okay, so number three, the third thing that you need to let go of is eating whatever you want, whenever you want it. (laughs) Yep, I said it. And really this means learn to be disciplined about your eating and be a good steward of the body that God has given you for this life. Because yes, I'm a huge advocate of mindful nutrition, which is basically intuitive eating, meaning you listen to your body and eat based on the cues that it's giving you, which to some, that might actually sound like eat what I want when I want it. But there's a difference between that and actually acknowledging how foods are making your body feel and making hard choices based on that. And it takes research and learning what's healthy and what's not and how to best fuel your body. For example, You probably know you shouldn't eat a ton of sugar because it's not good for you, but you try to just give it up and not eat it, and that doesn't last so long, so you give back in and you eat a ton ton of sugar again. However, if you recognize that when you eat a ton of sugar, you get a stomach ache, you don't sleep well, and your energy levels are down, you get acne on your face and you're extra moody, and then you decide that you'd rather not have all of those symptoms, so you're more likely to make the choice to not eat a ton of sugar. So often, though, We just ignore what our body is telling us about how foods like sugars are causing us to feel and are physically and what they're physically doing to us because we've just accepted it as normal. And this is one of the things that I think the world influences us negatively around. Like there are so many quick fixes and um, things like that. Like you have acne medicine for acne. You have, um, you know, hormone balances for if you are feeling like your hormones are off, you have um, antacids if you feel like you have a stomach ache, like different things like that. We just put a band-aid on it instead of actually digging into what is causing it, which so often is what we're eating, the foods that we're putting into our bodies. So that's what learning to eat mindfully does for you. It empowers you to make your best, most informed decisions about the foods that you're putting into your body, knowing exactly how they will make you feel and what they're going to do to your body and what not eating them will allow you to do. I teach an entire module on how to learn to eat mindfully in my Empowered Health Framework course, so make sure you go check that out. It's uh, healthyandempoweredliving.com forward slash course for more information and to get signed up. But the bottom line is that even if you understand and acknowledge what different foods are doing or not doing for your body, it will still take practice saying no to yourself. The Bible is pretty clear that there's a war going on inside of you between your flesh with its desires and your spirit. Just read in Romans where Paul shares this whole inner monologue about how he struggles to do the thing he really wants to do because there's something fighting against those things inside of himself. I think too of the passage in Galatians 5 where it says, starting in verse 16, 
So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives, then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. And then we know it goes on to say in verse 22, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And it says, those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. And living healthy is part of that. It's tempting to just follow cultural norms and do what feels good in the moment. It's hard to make the right decisions and do what you know is best for you in the long run, even if it doesn't feel good in the moment. It's probably the biggest struggle that you're facing at times. But trust that God has something so much more for you when you learn to lean on him more than your own understanding of what your body needs. So yeah, (laughs) that got kind of deep, but hopefully you are equally encouraged and challenged by these things. Again, to recap, the three things that might you might need to let go of that are probably holding you back from consistently eating healthy are one, using food to process or avoid processing your emotions, two, the cultural norms around social eating, and three, eating whenever you want and whatever you want. So my prayer is that you are blessed and encouraged with what God wants to do in you and through you as you continue forward in living healthy and empowered for the glory of God by the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Healthy and Empowered Living Podcast. Thanks for listening today. If you're loving what you hear, would you share this podcast with a friend? Also, it would make my day to hear from you. Will you be so kind as to head over to Apple Podcasts, rate the show, and write a short review? That helps me to know what you want to hear more of and helps more women find the show, learn, and be encouraged too. Lastly, if you're not already a part of the Joyful Health for Christian Moms Facebook community, we'd love to have you. We aren't meant to do this thing alone, so come find the support you need as you're living healthy and empowered.